Hello, welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I am Alana here with Jamie. You are joining us for a very special game show edition. So we need your game show voice, Jamie. What have you got for us? Come on down. You're the next (laughs) contestant on Praying Christian Women. I love it. I love it. Well, before we explain how this is going to work to our listeners, what game show do you think you would have done great at if you actually ever were a contestant on it? I was just watching Wheel of Fortune. Uh-huh. Um, I just saw it. It was at the um, the place where our kids, there's a restaurant up above, like a restaurant and bar above where the kids practice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they have TVs on all the time and game and stuff. And they actually had, they have Jeopardy on sometimes, which I would not be super good at. I'm not that, like, I don't have that much general knowledge, but Wheel yeah. of Fortune was on and it was so funny because uh, our daughter's like, her whole team was sitting there right after practice and they were watching wheel of fortune, like trying to answer it. And I found myself getting sucked in. Um, (laughs) So I think I would be okay at it. I actually got them pretty quickly and it's fun. And my stepmom actually tried out for wheel of fortune. She sent in a video Uh and they called her back. And the last time we were there visiting, she actually had a zoom call for a follow-up. So they like, yeah. So she really, she's always wanted to go on wheel of fortune. So yeah, that's pretty cool. She hasn't gotten the second call back, but they said it could be a year. It could be a month. It could be two years. Like they're just going to have her on file. Uh in there like maybe yeah five. yeah what about you interesting I don't know I mean I like out of everything to watch I probably enjoy watching Jeopardy but I don't I don't watch any of them you know we've never had cable tv or anything me too My I don't like sit and watch game shows yeah I, I think Jeopardy is fun though the first time my kids saw Wheel of Fortune <laughs> my middle son had a really funny reaction this was maybe like five years ago and we were at my grandma's house and Wheel of Fortune was on. And so he's watching it. And a few minutes in, he says, so it's like hangman for money. I'm yeah, like, yes, that's, that's exactly, exactly what, what it is. is. <laughs> that is too funny. Yeah. So I, I wish I had a more interesting answer because I'm sure there are like funner things out there. <laughs> I just don't really know what they are. Okay, how about this? What would be the Jeopardy category that you could dominate in if you were a contestant on Jeopardy? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Um, I am not good at retaining dates like history. Um, maybe biological stuff, like mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. like body, like maybe physiology, anatomy oh, and physiology. Yeah. I might... Mm-hmm. Or DNA and molecular biology since I've worked in nice. those fields yeah. maybe, but... Um, I would say dates and random dates and history. I'm not good at, I love history and I love learning about things, but I don't retain like all the details very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think if there would any, maybe eighties, like I would do great at name that tune. I think I would do really well oh, at that game yeah. show. So maybe if there was like an eighties <laughs> or nineties, uh, like music category, oh, okay. I might do okay. But then again, like, I don't know all of the. All of the, Is it the um, kind of music that you singers. would have been listening to. Right. Or, yeah. But, and, yeah. But I just, and I don't always know the name of the technical name of the song. Like I could hear it and kind right. of. Right. You're like, the it's the one that goes like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, what I remember, about you? Well, I was watching Jeopardy once in the category was Russian literature. And so I was like, Ooh. this is me. But I was kind of like you, like I've read all the books, but I don't remember the names of the characters. Do you know what I mean? Like for a lot of them. So. Uh, maybe like if there was something on, you know, biblical figures or something, I'm, you know, I know more than the common lay person. I oh, couldn't go true. against, you know, yeah, I couldn't go I didn't against think about that. Yeah. Bible professors, but I do find with that mm-hmm. if they were, you know, more general knowledge type things, um, not dealing with the Bible. There's not really a ton because I do retain stories but I don't retain the names you know so like if there was a true crime I would be like yeah I've listened to three podcasts about that guy I don't know what his name was <laughs> you know right. so uh, well, and especially see. Russian literature what was it Raskolnikov and Ras- I know Raskolnikov and who was um, the other one that had a very similar name in the same no. book in I thought it was book? yeah I thought there was another and so for us, you know, with English being our focus, a lot of the 
like Russian names might sound mm-hmm. similar and get yeah. easy to mix or up. Or you and... see them if you're reading them and not listening to the audiobook, and you just kind of like you recognize it by sight, but you're not saying it in your head. Right. So, yeah, I probably wouldn't do very good on Jeopardy, which is a bummer because that's that's probably the one I would want to be able to do. It's them, fun but... to watch. And I feel like watching Jeopardy makes me smarter. Like I learn <laughs> things watching Jeopardy that I'm like, oh, cool. retain that random fact. And then I don't. All right. Well, let's explain to people why we are talking about game shows and what we're doing here. So Jamie and I have had a couple episodes where we have been chatting about manifesting, does it work? Uh, And one of the things that's come up is how do you know if this is just a coincidence when you get an answer to prayer? How do you know if it's something that God was already planning on doing anyway and you just happened to pray for it? How do you know if it's one of those just kind of common sense prayers where the more you pray, the more likely it is to happen, not necessarily from a divine sense, but for example, like if I keep praying, dear God, help me to see Jamie soon, help me see Jamie soon. Like I'm more likely to make an effort to find a way to go see Jamie soon. (laughs) So our game show is tentatively called God, Coincidence, or Law of Attraction. This is meant to just be fun, but I think it can be useful in terms of starting to think about some of these answers to prayers, or when you hear someone secular talking about the law of attraction or manifesting, and maybe you get a little confused by it, like, wait, how does this work? So we're really, this is half for fun. This is half for us to share examples and testimonies of answered prayers in our lives. So the way it's going to work is Jamie and I are going to take turns sharing stories of answered prayers or things that we have seen manifested in our lives. By that, my definition of that is things where I would say, wow, it would be cool if, and then at some point down the road, that thing happened. And then we're going to kind of dissect it. So we're going to decide if the reason that thing came about falls under one of these categories. So right now, our possible responses, which might change as we go, Uh, One is God answered your prayer. Another option is um, God placed a prompt in your heart. So almost like God wanted me to go see Jamie. And so he started prompting me to pray to go see Jamie. Uh, Coincidence, like sometimes it's just straight up coincidence. Another option would be a common sense or logical consequences. Um, So for example, this kind of falls under the next one, which I call the yellow car phenomenon, which we talked on the last episode we did together. Uh, The joke is that if you buy a yellow car for the next month, you're going to see 20 times more yellow cars than you've ever seen before. And it's not because everybody went out and bought a yellow car when you did. It's just that because it's on your mind, you're noticing it. Um, So, and then we also have just some common sense, like, I shared a story on our first episode about manifesting about how there was a woman that I had just said this super quick prayer of, oh, it'd be nice to reconnect with her because we haven't been able to talk in like a really long time. And just like two days later, sitting at a basketball game, she walks in and comes and sits right next to us. Like that could be an example of like a logical consequence because she was on my mind when she walked in, I'm sure I smiled at her, which I, you know, probably compelled her to be like, Oh, look, I know that family. Let me go sit by them. Um, Intuition's one of them. I think this is where I would place your story, Jamie, about having that dream about needing to do a breast exam, right? Like just some kind of intuitive something or other. Um, Law of attraction is the more woo-woo side of that, but we're going to keep it on there as one of our options. Um, The more scientific corollary, I guess we could call it, would be the power of suggestion. So for example, if I say like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some silly example. I'd be like, Jamie, I'm praying for you today that you will have the best coffee that you've ever had in your life. And you remember that. And then you're driving and you see a new coffee shop and you're like, maybe I'll go taste, you know, check this out. Or maybe even because I said it, like maybe it tastes better to you, right? So power of suggestion, or is it something else? So the way we're going to start it out and the game rules might morph because we have never played this before, but I think the way it'll start out is you or I will share a story 
And then the other person will pick what they would place the top one, two, or three reasons for your answered prayer. How does that sound? That sounds good. I'm starting to write down things because I'm trying. Yeah, because I I didn't have a whole bunch coming into it. So a couple of things have come to mind. So I'm making notes. Okay. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You start. Okay. Let me go to my list if my mouse will cooperate. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to start with a very easy one and a, a kind of small-ish one. This was probably like early October. And for people who don't live in very, very cold climates, we like getting early snow in the winter for lots of reasons. The more snow you get early on in the winter, the more insulated the ground gets. It insulates your home, so it keeps your home warmer. It keeps your pipes from freezing more commonly. It keeps the spring floods from being the worst because the ground doesn't freeze as deep because the snow's covering it. It's good for gardens. There are a bajillion reasons why having early snow before it gets very, very cold is good for Alaskans and people in these cold, cold climates. It also keeps the mosquitoes down because then when everything melts, it'll melt off faster if the ground hasn't frozen as deep. So we get less standing water. So we get fewer mosquitoes. So for all the reasons, we like having early snow before the temperatures drop. And I forget exactly when in the month it was, but we hadn't had snow yet. And I was dropping somebody off at the school. And I thought to myself, it'd be so nice if we got some snow soon. And then like within 12 hours, we got our first real cover that blanketed everything. So of all of our options, what would be the top one, two, or three that you would place that on? Well, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't do God answering prayer necessarily. Cause I don't feel like it was a desire of your heart that you were like laying bare to God. Like, <laughs> You know, he didn't pour out my soul to God like Hannah did for a baby. I, I mean, then again, not all prayers have to be like that, but I just, I don't think I would do that. Um, I don't know. Let's see. I would say, I would say coincidence could be. Yeah. Uh, Cause like there's something to be said for it. it's the second week in October uh, and we right. haven't had snow yet. Like <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not a stretch. So for example, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. When my oldest was maybe around five, I was reading them a Bible storybook about how God kept the sun from setting for a full day. Right. Yeah. And he looks at me and, and I said, like, isn't that really cool? God kept the sun from setting. And he looks at me and is like, well, was it summer? <laughs> you know, because up here, the sun doesn't really set in the summer. And he knew that. He's like, mom, that's not really a miracle. That's how summer works. <laughs> so that is yeah. so funny. I think there could be something to be said for uh, it's the second week of October, the chance of getting snow that week, not too low. <laughs> or an intuition also, because sometimes you'll look and just, it just feels like snow, you know, know. it just feels, mm-hmm. you've got kind of that feeling, the stormy yep. kind of snow cloud sky. And maybe yep. that prompted you to think, oh, it might be nice, but, um, yeah. but, you know, I mean, it, it could it could have been you doing that law of attraction and (laughs) (laughs) I'm Elsa from, um, (laughs) that, that is another category that you just added magic. (laughs) You are a character from frozen. (laughs) All right. Yeah. If I had to guess, I think it was just the intuition. I think I was probably like, yep. Feels like snow. Yeah. It's about to be nice to get some snow, but I also feel like because of the way like my brain just kind of works. It did feel like, hey, I hoped for snow. Snow came. Thank you, God. So again, it's not me being like, you're welcome, all of Alaska. I brought the snow to you at all. Right. Which is what like, you know, the worst case of law of attraction could be. But instead of just saying, well, yeah, God was going to make it snow anyway. There's part of me that's like, hey, that was kind of a gift because I, I got to hope for snow and then snow came. So I'm going to lift that up as a thank you to God. That's really neat. Well, what that reminds me of a little bit, and it's not exactly, but is the idea of like a rain dance that was done by Mm -hmm. some native people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm guessing that's more of a spiritual Mm -hmm. 
kind of thing. But I just wonder if the intention was to manifest. I mean, it is the intention oh, is yeah, to manifest definitely. rain. Mm-hmm. And so by putting mm-hmm. their attention, but I, I don't know, yeah. it could also be like a belief that there's a spirit that responds to their yeah movements yeah, or something. But anyway, but no, you did not do a snow dance. But... I did not. I did not. Well, I did but, that yeah. once it started snowing, but that's, that's for another podcast. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. What have you got? Um, Well, one thing I was thinking of was when I first met you, it was very coincidental or was it that, that not only did we become best friends, but Mm -hmm. the, like, before we moved here, um, I had an idea for a book and I had started, I, I had for years and years. I mean, I can remember many, many years. I wanted to be an author. I wanted to write a book. Um, And I didn't know what I was going to write about. And I got this idea for this science fiction novel when I was in Arizona, just like maybe a year or so before we moved here. And so when, so when we got here, I was both wanting friendship and I was also wanting clarity for writing. And those were things that I probably prayed about both of those things. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I just remember meeting you and there was just this sense of like, I, I remember I was like, are, are you a homeschool mom? Cause I just kind of knew I was not, <laughs> it was the was, flashcards. <laughs> I was not, but it was your, you got your kids there and they're like, everything is learning. And I loved that. I always, that was another thing I always wanted to do was I was like, I want to uh-huh. do homeschooling sometime. Cause it just seems so cool. And anyway, <laughs> But yeah, so you said, yeah, actually I am. Are you? And I'm like, no, uh-huh. <laughs> but I'd like to hang out with you. So like we ended up hanging out outside yeah. of our kids, our oldest kids, mm-hmm. Taekwondo practice or yeah. whatever, Taekwondo lessons. Yeah. And we ended up weekly hanging out together. Mm-hmm. But I just think of like the things that came from that very, could have been considered yeah. a very chance meeting. And right. yet that led to clarity in writing, which had nothing to do at that, mm-hmm. at that time with science fiction, but kind of right. working on a new project um, mm-hmm. and friendship and yeah. ministry and, you know, this podcast. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. so many things came out of that. And I just, um, I don't know, like my, those were things that I did pray about, but I also was on the lookout for those right signals and signs. So in some yeah. ways I was open to that. So I think some people would call that manifesting. If you're open to receiving mm-hmm. those friendships, if you're open to, yeah. you know, Hey, wouldn't it be nice if I met someone? Cause I just remember the feeling walking mm-hmm. into that church and I was excited because we had not found a church. We had been church uh-huh. shopping or hopping. Um, and I just remember the feeling walking into that church every time, just feeling this tremendous void of fellowship, of friendship, of mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. So anyway, just very cool that that happened. So I don't know. What do you think that of all of those things, what are, what of are all of the things you know? on our list? I am convinced that I am a miraculous answer to prayer and you're I'm gonna, So we have to type in miraculous, <laughs> not answering prayer. No, you so- are a miracle. I know, right? <laughs> no, no, I agree. Um, no, it's it's God answering prayer, but I yeah. think there is a ton to, I think this one has a tiny bit of almost all of them. Yeah. So um, some of it, yes, you were looking for friendship. And so you were praying for friendship. And so God answered friendship. Uh, we also have God placing a prompt in your heart. And I love how prayer works like this. It's like, which comes first? Do I pray for it? And then God gives it to me? Or does God know he wants to give me something? So he prompts me to pray for it. In this case, I think it's both, right? So I'm sure God was prompting you to be praying for that fellowship. Um, anybody looking in could call it a coincidence, right? Like we just happened and and a logical coincidence we were moms of kids of a similar age and therefore our kids were in the same class do you know what i mean it is it was and it was like we were christian moms because we were going to a christian taekwondo class you know so like there's certain things like that coincidence like that (laughs) yeah um let's see i think that there could be some of the like, I like how you describe being open to something. I think that that's a nice way to explain a moderate logical view of the law of attraction. 
um, since you were looking for a friend, you were open when the opportunity presented itself. If you were totally like, if your friendship glass was full, I don't think you would have been a jerk to me, but it might not have been much more than just, hi, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I think, like I said, I think that's a nice way to talk about how the law of attraction, a moderate view of it does kind of make logical sense. Um, I think that's very similar to what happened seeing that woman at the basketball game. I think I was open to wanting to communicate with her and she sensed in my body language, oh, look, there they are. So I think that prayer does also play a role in you being open for something, right? So if you are praying for financial provision and you're not praying, focusing on the lack, like what we talked about in the last episode, but you truly are like praying and hoping um, and expectant and you're grateful mm -hmm. for all the things that come. I do think that makes you open to extra blessings. And I think a lot of it is just natural consequences. And I think there is a little bit of it that I would call, you know, on the more spiritual side, uh, you know, you're, you're looking for blessings, which makes blessings more likely to come your way. But a big chunk of it is I also think that because you're looking for blessings, you experience things that you would have gotten regardless as blessings. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what I would call that. And then, you know, with your book and things like that, I think that I picture friendships as um, like you're taking simultaneous steps in a direction. I mean, almost similar to dating, right? Like, so you and I were like, okay, we're going to be here every Monday night or whatever night it was. And our middle kids who weren't in the class were similar ages. So it was convenient for them to play together. So that was like step one. It was like, okay, here is somebody who is easy to talk to and our kids enjoy spending time together. So it made sense for us to spend time together. And then like, as we keep progressing at that point, like, I don't know about you. I don't keep many people in my life. It's like, I don't have long-term acquaintances. Does that right. make sense? Mm -hmm. Because either you get closer as time goes on because you see, oh, she writes books. I want to know more about the books she writes. You know, oh, she does Good News Club. I want to know more about this ministry she's involved in. Or it's like, yeah, I'm not involved in those things. So we don't have as much to talk about. So it's not like I shut you out of my life, but it just, the the chances for overlap aren't as strong. Yeah. So, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're welcome for being a miraculous answer to prayer, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> All righty. Um, okay. I've got, I've got a, a big -er one. So you and I met when our family was living in Anchorage. We lived mm -hmm. there for like a big, a decent chunk. I think it was like six years we were in Anchorage, but before that, we had been living in this itty bitty bitty rural Alaskan community and my husband was in Bible college there. I would walk him around in the stroller because he was really fussy all day and in the stroller was like one time that he was kind of calm. So we walked a lot and I remember walking him around in the stroller and at that point we just had the one kid at that point. My husband and I were still planning on becoming missionaries to Russia, but I would walk around this little community and love the community and say, I would love to raise my kids here. And to me, it was part, dear God, please change plans so that we can raise our kids here. But it was also part, oh, it's too bad that this is never going to happen because it sounds like a really like relaxing and peaceful way to live. Okay. So fast forward, we had medical issues that brought us to Anchorage. We stayed there for a super long time. Do you do you and the kids, uh, did you do Goose Lake much in Anchorage, that playground there? And mm -hmm. I remember it was always especially there because we had one car. And so sometimes, um, and it used to be by where my husband worked. So sometimes we'd go a little early, hang out at this pretty, pretty park. And I would be looking all around. And it's one of the places, I mean, I, I mean, no offense to you, Jamie, Anchorage isn't very pretty. It just isn't. Oh, I but... mean, it's picturesque right out. You can go not far for a lot exactly. of beauty, but yeah. the, like right in the middle of the city there, you know, there are yeah. little alcoves, but no, no mm -hmm. offense taken. <laughs> but 
the view from Goose Lake was like, it made you feel like you were super, super secluded. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lake there, there's mountain views, there's woods. And I remember thinking to myself, I would love to go back to rural Alaska. I would love to, like, I I pictured Victory Bible Camp because we had been there some, like, I would just love to live out in the woods, very few people, beautiful views, (laughs) and boom, here we are. (laughs) And manifest. So uh, from our list, what is that? Um, Well, that's hard. So, I mean, it could be God answering prayer. Mm-hmm. It, and, you know, we have a very, I, I feel like anything can be God answering prayer just because I think that just is always somewhat part of everything because mm-hmm. we talk a lot about how prayer isn't just sitting there with your hands, you know, folded and your eyes closed mm-hmm. asking for something. Yeah. But I don't know. I think about the desire of your heart and being open to that, you know, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires Mm -hmm. of your heart. Like that verse points to God in directly answering that prayer, because it sounds like it was something that he wanted for you or that you wanted. You Mm -hmm. could say that God placed a prompt in your heart Mm -hmm. to draw you back. And so that when that opportunity presented itself, you took it and you were not reluctant because it was a big move or because Mm -hmm. you were afraid. Um, But, you know, it could definitely have been that you were kind of, and this is secular verbiage, but you were putting out into the universe that you loved rural Alaska and that you were kind of longing for it and being open Mm -hmm. to it. But, you Mm -hmm. know, I know the universe isn't necessarily sentient Sentient, yeah. realize that God is part of everything and is in control of everything, in which case you're then, it, then we're just back to God answered. Putting prayer. it out to God. <laughs> so yeah, my that's my long convoluted part of, I think that was God answering the desires of your heart. Yeah. I and I think it was also that. God putting the prompt in there, you know. So that I when it, it came, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if I hadn't had all those dreams of living in rural Alaska, when the opportunity presented it itself, I wouldn't have been like, that sounds amazing. I'd have been like, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I think a big part of it was that I think that some of it, I would even call just logical, natural consequences in that we discovered a way of life that we loved. We moved to a bigger city and did okay there, but there was something in our hearts that always like kept longing for like that quieter, more removed lifestyle. And I also feel like if we weren't meant to live that way, we wouldn't have enjoyed it the first time. Do you know what I mean? And we wouldn't have kept longing for it after we left. So in a way, it's almost like, um, you know, maybe even one that we should add to the list. It's almost similar to like what we would call a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. Like we knew that we loved living there. It was in our hearts that we wanted to live there. So when the opportunity came, and again, that goes back to what we talked about with yours, like we were open to that because it had been on our minds so much. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, I mean, I, I do see it as just such an answered prayer. Cause I remember our first couple years moving back out here, I'd be looking at the views and I would just be remembering myself at Goose Lake. Like Mm -hmm. I dreamed about this and I wasn't even ready to pray for God to make it happen yet. It was more of just lifting up a longing to God. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. even dear God help us. Cause there were a lot of reasons why in my mind, leaving Anchorage wouldn't have made sense. Like it didn't sound practical. Um, the health reasons were a big, big part of that. And it just, it didn't seem it would ever work, but there was always that longing. And so for me, it wasn't even a, a dear God, amen prayer. It was just lifting up a longing to God. And then boom, here we are. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love that. 
Um, let's see. I have one that's a anti-manifest story that I I thought, love that. I think that's perfect. So I've shared this story before in various settings, I think. But when we first moved here, like I said, I was I had a lot of voids. I had gone from I was working anyway, it's a long story, but I was working okay. a couple of <laughs> couple of different part-time jobs. I was very involved in um church social life group all that, you know, and I was the children's ministry lead for them. I was doing some work from my dad virtually. Um, the kids were busy. Like it was probably the busiest I've ever been in my whole life Mm -hmm. up to this point. Um, and I went from that to like every day of the week, every minute of the day, like cramming as much stuff as I could in to absolute vacuum. We didn't have a church. We didn't have responsibilities. We didn't even know Mm -hmm. our neighbors nothing. The only thing I had to do was get one child to school and back the -hmm. first few weeks of, of being here. Um, I didn't even have like furniture and stuff in the house to keep up with. I had like one load of laundry to do every couple of days because we only had a few things. So it (laughs) it was crazy. It was like, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I heard from God, like I, I heard it was time to get my house in order. Like I needed to that sounds very on- ominous, actually. <laughs> Doesn't it? It sounds bad. I, I took it in the way I think it was intended, which was for God to to let me know that it was time to focus on my kids, my family, my home, just managing our home, being a mom, being mm-hmm. a wife, being whatever. Um, and But I fought against that. There was something in me that was just like battling against that because it wasn't enough. And it was enough and should have been enough. But after coming off of the treadmill at full speed, Mm -hmm. walking along at a slow pace just didn't feel right. And so selfishly, I was looking everywhere for things to do to give myself to convince myself that I was valuable because I was Mm -hmm. doing something. And I mean, that's a whole other whole other story. So I ended up I just remember one morning I dropped, I had a little one, you know, Ben was like not even two mm-hmm. and our oldest was in, in first grade, dropped the first grader off, had the one in the back seat, you know, strapped into his car seat. It was his nap time around then. And so I got this thing in my head that I was like, I'm going to feed a homeless person today. I remember the story now. <laughs> so I was trying to manifest. I was praying. Uh, I was manifesting. I was open to the universe, popping a homeless person (laughs) down in front of me or even a hungry housed Uh person. I would be like, honestly. So I'm driving around getting angrier and angrier because there are a couple (laughs) of places in downtown Anchorage that, you know, it's where people hang out Mm -hmm. if they're Mm -hmm. hungry or homeless. And I knew where to go. So I was Uh driving around nothing. And so I was like, come on, God. And so in my mind, I don't know that I called it manifesting, but I was Mm -hmm. trying to, I was opening myself up and I was expectant, like, please let there be someone. And there never was, I never found Uh anyone. And I remember going home and I got the, I think I might've gotten, I don't even think I got anything for the, for the kid. I think it was just, so I was stuck with this egg McMuffin in Uh And I just remember sitting in my little prayer chair, my little rocking, gliding mm-hmm. rocker, rocking chair in my kitchen, seething and oh, like no. choking down this egg McMuffin, like, so like it was that's Ra- Ralphie with soap in his mouth, like punishment. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, why, why God? And so I, if there's anything to like conjuring up something with your will, I feel mm-hmm. like I would have manifested yeah, uh, a person that was hungry, <laughs> but I didn't. And mm-hmm. it was only years later that I reflected because I still was kind of angry. I'm like, yeah. there must be someone that needs food. I have an egg McMuffin. Why would mm-hmm. you not match us up, God? Like, why right. would we not be matched up? And, you know, what I got when I analyzed it later on is like, God doesn't need my egg McMuffin. Like he's yeah. big enough it, and he needed me to be still because he's, he's okay. I am not in the business of doing his work on my own. 
Yeah. And I think that really shows another one of the pitfalls of going to the extreme law of attraction, which does make it about you and what you conjure up. So I love thinking about prayer as the partnership. God gives you the prompts and he answers the prayer. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I, I also love, we've talked before about when you start praying and God almost like shifts your prayer, you know, so that it, it is more of a conversation. It's not just, so like, how we talked about with you and me meeting if on day one, I was like, guess what, Jamie, we're going to be best friends where our kids are going to grow up together for a little bit. And we're going to do a good news club together. And then we're going to start a podcast. And when you write this book, I'm going to show you how to publish it. And we're going to like, that would have been a little overwhelming, <laughs> you know? Like, right. So, yeah. And that, I I picture you doing that together. Like, here's what we're going to do today, God. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to buy this egg McMuffin. I'm going to find the person you want me to give it to. And you're going to be so proud of me. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, that's pretty much exactly <laughs> the way it went. So yeah, just myself. allowing yeah. things to maybe progress more organically. Um, and yeah, I think it's a good reminder that God doesn't need our service. He He wants us to be open and ready to serve, but he doesn't need to like create the starting energy for that. Yeah. Of the things on our list, can you picture any of those being like coming into play for what happened? Yeah. Um, I would say like God placing a prompt in your heart. That was not it. It was all that wasn't me. It. <laughs> uh, I would say it was, uh, I think it was God. I think it was God answering a prayer by preventing yeah. people from being there. I think I Mm -hmm. was praying Mm -hmm. and he was saying, no, this isn't what I have for you right now. And because logically, like if I look at logic and coincidence and stuff, I can't remember the last time I went to those places and there was no one. I can't remember Mm -hmm. that there was no one Mm -hmm. that would have taken that egg McMuffin. Yeah. So I feel like that was beyond just what might, you know, beyond just not having a a person to give this food to, I feel like God Mm -hmm. prevented me from finding someone on purpose yeah, to teach me a lesson Mm -hmm. and, you know, to help me to understand that he doesn't, you know, that I am valuable just by breathing and, and that I don't have to work my way into his favor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have a story kind of parallel to that. So mine's not an anti-manifesting, but it's a delayed manifesting with different results than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. So I remember being in my young twenties and I, I did a lot of singing, like all the way from like some of my earliest memories, you know, I was singing, um, I was performing. I was in my young twenties and newly married and had all these dreams of like one day being a worship leader and I'm just going to build out these beautiful songs to the Lord. And then during my third pregnancy, I got swine flu and since then I struggled with very chronic laryngitis, didn't sing for a really, really, really long time. And it definitely felt like I had lost something, Mm -hmm. but the way I explained it to myself was God knew that if I could do like five things really well, I'd be torn in too many directions. So he took one of those away from me, you know, so that I could focus on things like the writing and stuff like that. So I missed it, but I came to peace with it and I didn't think about it for years. Lo and behold, six months ago, the music leader from our church left and, you know, living way out here, like there's nobody to replace her. And so it turned into, I guess I could do this. Um, I was not happy with my singing voice. I wasn't comfortable with it, but I was like, I'm willing. So here we go. And so it's funny because I am now living out the picture of what I dreamed when I was, you know, 22 belting in our little itty bitty apartment but it feels a lot different than what I expected because um, like now that I've practiced a little more, like I'm, I'm better than I was like a year ago. Like I can, I can feel my voice is stronger, but it's definitely not what I remember it being. Um, So yeah, go ahead and interpret that one for us. I feel like that could be 
I think that that falls under the openness to, you know, mm-hmm. openness to it for sure. But th- I think that's another desire of your heart. And uh, I don't know. Well, if to be was- really snarky, the desire of my heart would be to like be a better singer like oh, I was before. <laughs> okay. So, so it almost feels like. You know what it feels like? It, so, okay. So part of it, I similar to your story i think mm-hmm. there is a little bit of god's sense of humor in it right He's like yeah okay alana you wanted it. to do this two decades ago and the answer was no go ahead and do it now <laughs> and i'm like oh this isn't what i expected i think it probably i mean there's some humility there for sure right if i yeah. had um if i hadn't gone through that and if i was as confident in my singing voice as i had been half a lifetime ago you know there probably would have been some pride and things like that um so yeah, but that's a funny one because usually, like with our living out here, it was like I had this dream. I longed for this thing. It came true. I was so thankful. And this time I was like, yeah, I had this dream. And then it was like, oh, it wasn't what I expected. <laughs> so are you are you enjoying it or is it kind of like I'm glad like, I get to do it? Yeah. It started out as I'm doing it because there's nobody else who right to fill fill really, the need. Um, in that process, because I've had to practice my voice, it has gotten stronger, which I'm thankful for. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely thankful that I get to do it. I don't know if I could quite be at the point where like I'm like this is a dream come true. <laughs> Maybe in another six months after I've had a more chance to to get my voice in shape, but. Yeah. So that one's just a funny one because it's almost the opposite. It's like I had a dream. It was very delayed to when it got answered, but it's at such a different time in my life that it's like, oh, okay, well, I hadn't thought about this in years, God, but thanks. (laughs) I think. (laughs) Yeah. Check in with me again next year. I I might feel different about it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's pretty neat though, that it has gotten you to a point where you're exercising your voice and building up those muscles again. And maybe who knows, who knows what will happen. I am glad for that. And so here's one thing. Um, Here's one where we could try to interpret based on our list. My voice does not get as hoarse now, even, even if I'm not singing during the day, like this is our second episode that you and I were recording today. Mm -hmm. I don't have as much vocal strain. So from our list, what would you call that? So you're saying that you have more vocal strength now in the last Mm -hmm. six months since you've been practicing because you've been like using your you feel like, you yeah, can... but what you would think, what I was worried about is like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be singing at church, but it's going to make me lose my voice even more. It's going right. to be, you know, um, I'm getting sick less because that was always a thing. It turned into for several years. If I got even a cold, it would turn into laryngitis. Um, so, so you feel like just... you're getting sick less since you've been doing this also. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, so is that just divine intervention or one of these other things? So the scientific part of me uh, thinks that it could be a physical thing because you're utilizing your vocal cords more. You're, mm-hmm. You've got more uh, circulation. You're clearing stuff mm-hmm. out more quickly. And so you're not getting sick mm-hmm. as much. You're growing your... But the other side of me thinks you said yes to God and obeyed Mm -hmm. and helped where it was needed, even though it was not in your own strength. And he's Mm -hmm. blessing you for that and preserving you and equipping you for the task at hand so that you'll know that it's him, you know, that's like, I think it's a little bit of both. I think that there for sure is some divine God stepped in. Um, Cause I even told them when I started, I was like, you need to be prepared once a quarter I'm going to show up. I'm going to have no voice. Somebody's going to have to step in. Um, and that's that's never happened or it's never even really come close to happening. And I think, yeah, I think there's a decent amount of God just deciding to provide me with good health so that I can do this thing that yeah. he's called me to do. I also think that there's some just common sense and logical consequences to it. 
I'm doing vocal warmups, if not quite every day, you know, at least multiple times a week. Um, those are useful, even if you're not singing, those are useful to, you know, just strengthen your speaking voice too. Mm-hmm. I'm more willing to take care of my voice before mm-hmm. I would, um, I would strain. So for example, Christmas Eve is a Sunday this year. Uh, this episode might come out after that, but this is before Christmas Eve when we are recording it. Christmas Eve is a Sunday. That means I'm going to be leading music in church Sunday morning. We're having company over for dinner Sunday evening. And then I'm going back to church leading music for the Christmas Eve service. Um, at the point where my voice is right now, that is a strain. Like that's that's more work than my voice is going to be right. used to. So on Christmas Eve, when we have company over, I'm not, uh, I'm too shy to do it, but Scott's going to do it for me. He's going to say, yeah, Alana's going to rest her voice some. So if she's quiet, that's just so that she doesn't overuse her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've got this official position as a worship leader, I feel like I can do that. Whereas before I would push through the strain. And so if we had company over the next two days, I would feel hoarse from it. So right. I think there's some of that too. It's now that, um, I am identifying as a singer, therefore I am doing things that are better for my voice, which I would fall in under that just kind of logical consequences of it. But I think this goes beyond, I think it, it truly has gone into it. And one more thing, just as an aside, um, I, I don't, I doubt I've mentioned it on the podcast. So about six months ago, same time I got hearing aids and then uh, I noticed a big difference. It took me a couple of weeks to get used to them, but I noticed a big, big difference just in a lot of things. I and then our dog ate one of them, and so <gasps> I've had. Oh, I didn't know you, you did not tell me I that. I told you that they should be ready for me like any day. They put them in the mail a couple of days ago, so like by the end of today or definitely by the end of the week, I'll have it back. But I think I talk louder without them because in my mind. I can't hear as well without him. So I'm talking louder. Right. So I think, and, and that one, let's just call it coincidence, right? I happened to get hearing aids at the same time I started singing. I do think that not being able to hear as well, like they, they diagnosed me with moderate hearing loss. Like there's a chart. So I'm, I'm moderate. Um, it wasn't extreme, but it, I think it was enough that getting the hearing aids, made me realize, oh, I don't need to strain to speak as loudly as I thought oh, I used to. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So that one I would probably just call coincidence, but I'm sure God had his hand in it too. I have to know, did you recover the hearing aid after it was eaten? Yeah. Yeah. So the way it worked, I, I went outside. If what, if they get, um, too far apart from each other, the right mm-hmm. and the left one, the, the one that's in your ear will beep at you. It'll be like, Hey, like something's missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had taken one of the dogs out. I heard the beep in my ear. I came in and I saw buttercup, the, the puppy looking real guilty. <laughs> she hadn't, um, she hadn't swallowed. It was still in her mouth, but it was like, it was already in like four pieces. So I had her spit it out and um, <laughs> I had to mail it into them to like prove, because thankfully there was a warranty, but I had to prove that it was broken. So like, oh my send gosh, it in. that's good. Well, <laughs> I was wondering, because I know like they say those batteries can mm-hmm. be really be damaging, but I thought if there was something around it, like plastic, they might just pass right through. So Maybe. I was thinking you, I don't know recovered what would have happened. <laughs> no, but no, thankfully. Yeah. She's, um, mm. she's very, very docile. So as soon as she was like, Oh, mom's using the the big mean voice. Oh which my goodness. Really? Here's my big mean voice. Buttercup. Like, right. She's like, oh, okay, here you go. I'm sorry. Oh, poor little thing. Oh <laughs> but, my gosh. Um, no, mm-hmm. I cried when it broke because it had made such a bigger difference than Aww. I expected it to just in terms of, um, I mean, it sounds cheesy just in terms of quality of life. So yeah, yep, oh, glad well, I'm coming so back. glad because I had not <laughs> had like an update in a while on how they uh-huh. were working out after just the initial. <laughs> yeah, kind of getting yeah. It did it. take some time to get used to, but then I was like, I'm so glad I have these. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, do you have any more stories to run through our game show? I want to just run the money one. I talked about the money that to me, the, the money manifesting, like that was the only thing where I have been like, 
I wonder if being totally grateful for, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I don't know, like if, if that has something to do with being open. So like I said, I, I was very grateful about having more money coming in from working and, you know, being open to more money by, I wasn't being open to more money, but I was very, very grateful. And like every day, like I could Mm -hmm. literally feel my spirits lift every time I thought, and I was like, wow, what a, what a great thing. I'm going to, you know, be contributing a little bit more. It's going to be working Mm -hmm. out this season. Mm -hmm. And, and then I got this, like the, the one recent, I mean, there've been a lot, but one recent unexpected expense was these tickets that we had to sell that basically like we sell some to a few family members and stuff, but for the <laughs> most gotta part, pay for the rest. <laughs> we got to pay for the rest of them. It's oh. mandatory. And so wow. every year we end up writing a check and it's a decent sized check. So mm-hmm. that was, um, it just seemed very, a huge blessing to me that this came in, this check came in Mm -hmm. that was almost exactly the amount that we were going to write in a check to, you know, for the kids fundraising stuff. So, um, and then I got, if you didn't listen to the last episode, we got like the, the next week, I got like three in the same batch of mail, three refund checks from overpayment. One was a check that I had accidentally written the wrong amount in when I deposited Mm -hmm. it. And it was like $8 difference. So they Mm -hmm. were, they were refunding me $8 that I hadn't accounted for on my deposit. The second one was um, like some utility refund of like 15 cents or something. This very small (laughs) amount penny. Uh And then the third one was like, I don't know, maybe 20 something or I don't know. It was something Mm -hmm. medium, but not a huge amount, but Mm -hmm. it felt like a windfall of blessing because Mm -hmm. it was just like piling on what I already received as blessing. So Mm -hmm. I just don't know. Now, if, if that really is the case, then technically you could just get richer and richer and richer by getting more and more money coming in. And I don't know that that's how it works. So, all right. No, I'm excited to dive into this one. Yeah. What Um, do you think? I'm going to go from skeptical up to spiritual. So let's start with coincidence because you had mentioned it's the end of the year. It's end of the the year. Utilities are doing their reconciliations and things like that. I'm so I'm going to call a a chunk of it that Mm -hmm. I'm going to call a chunk of it, the yellow car phenomenon, because right. Cause you're looking for it, especially this idea. So, so let's take the, the fact that the check, the first check you got was almost exactly what you had to write for hockey. I'm not going to over-spiritualize that a ton. I'm going to wear my skeptic cap for just a minute and say, yeah, it's, it's a coincidence. Regardless, you would have had to write the check for this amount. The check you got back would have been for the, you know, similar amount, but because, and here's me portraying onto you. I don't know exactly how it happened, but I'm picturing you writing a check for hockey being like, God, please provide the funds that we need for this. You know, our need, you know, that things are really tight right now. Please just, please provide something for this check we need to write. Because you had that in mind, I think you were more open to looking for ways that God would provide. And then he did. So those are my two skeptical um, answers. But I'm also like, I'm going to, if I had to assign like percentages, I'd say 25% coincidence and yellow car phenomenon. But the rest, I do think there's spiritual stuff that happens. I think that when you are grateful for blessings, you, I think some of it is direct. I think God directly blesses people who are generous. I don't think that's a reason to be generous so that God will bless you. But right. I think that, that gratitude- is a huge pitfall because yes. the whole check in the mail concept is big <laughs> I in know. the prosperity gospel yeah. of if I wrote a check, a tithe check for a hundred dollars and I got $500 in the mail, just yeah. to, you know, it's that kind no. of thing because We're I not- gave, I'm getting yeah. extra money. Yeah. That's so we don't, aiming for. we don't give thanks and we don't give charitably in order to get more. Right. But I do think that being generous and I think that gratitude and generosity do go hand in hand. I think there is stuff happening in the spiritual realm that allows more blessing. And I think that that's pretty biblical. 
you know, um, the test me in this and bring your tithes in and see if I don't open up those floodgates. And, and I think that's kind of what God did. I, but so, like I said, I think there is some just kind of natural common sense stuff that happened and coincidence, like you said, it being the end of the year, but I think a lot of it was, um, I think that gratitude primes the pump for a lot of things. I think about, financial provision, and sometimes blessings in general. I think about them like a a stream of water. And if something closes that up, Mm -hmm. then money's not coming in or going out. So that might be like um, excessive financial worry can do it. I think greed will do it. Um, Self-sabotage. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Let's add that to it because um, I think that falls under being open to receiving more. If you were the kind of Christian who thought that praying for financial provision was horribly sinful, um, then you wouldn't have seen these gifts as gifts from God. You you almost might've been, get behind me, Satan. He's trying to tempt me with worldly wealth, (laughs) you know? And so it wouldn't have, you wouldn't have responded with that gratitude, which I do think opens the door for even more to come in. So that's how I picture that one. That's good. I like that analysis. That's really good. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Um, I'm going to see if I've got one more. Um, okay. I'll give one more. This one's been kind of fun. So this is our first year where our youngest son is going to the public school full time and he is just thriving there. He loves it. And I remember every so often walking into the school for various reasons and there's this one area, it's kind of like the lobby. And I'd be like, this is this is a nice lobby. Like it's nice and open and bright lighting. I'd be like, it's too bad they don't just make like a public um, coffee shop here. Cause I, like we have no coffee shops here. Sometimes I would love to just take my work somewhere else and relax with it. And that's what I pictured every time I would walk into the school lobby. Like, mm-hmm. This would make such a nice coffee shop. It's too bad it's close to the public. Okay. So now um, because of different sports schedules, because he's involved in like every sport that he can be involved in. (laughs) um, Sometimes I'm dropping him off for practice and then I just need to kill, you know, 90 minutes or something. Um, So instead of coming all the way home and going all the way back out, sometimes I bring my computer and sometimes I sit in that nice lobby and sometimes I like, so I get exactly what I pictured, right? I get, um, other than, you know, the latte, (laughs) I get to like sit, I get a place where I can take my work away from home. I get the nice kind of atmosphere. So did I, did I just manifest that school lobby or what happened there? I would say that I'd say it's a combination of things, but you know, some of it could be that, uh, what was the one we were going to add like self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Because you already were like, this would be a great place to work. And so when the opportunity <laughs> presented itself, yeah. you know, your kid goes to the school that you automatically think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to work there. I thought you were going to say that they put a coffee shop in. Oh, that'd be so nice. What if you put a coffee shop in <laughs> and then. <laughs> well, I know we do have like a school store in the morning because like yeah. once every other week he needs to go early because he's working in the school store. So, so maybe they already do. And I just haven't discovered it yet. <laughs> they might. But anyway, but yeah, like I think I think that one I could see is like a self-fulfilling prophecy mm-hmm. of. But I, I also see it as kind of. So one term that I hear people use a lot is God winks, like yes. a God wink, <laughs> like God, uh-huh. God's like, Hey, I heard that. I heard you say, I, I heard you think that. I think it's some of, I think it's some of both. I would actually probably diagnose it exactly the same. And a God I think, wink, I think some people would call that manifesting, but. And some people would call it coincidence, coincidence right? right? I, that could be. Um, yeah. And so to me, I would put it, the language I would use is going back to God, putting a prompt in your heart. I think yeah. it was God being like, you know, again, a tiny bit humorously, hey, Alana, don't you think this would be a nice place to come and bring your computer and get some work done? Nudge, right. nudge. Right. <laughs> well, and that brings me to a very, I have to address this probably pretty quickly in the interest of time, yep. but we'll maybe do a whole episode on it. But I know this, the whole idea of time and what some of the meanderings of my mind as I was thinking about manifesting was mm-hmm. how much of manifesting what if manifesting is really just uncovering because 
we know that God is outside of time. We know that he's, you know, basically whether you believe in a fixed block universe of time where everything has already happened and we are just simply, you know, we've already made all the decisions and we're just experiencing it in sequential order, or whether you believe that there's open-ended time, God knows the beginning from the end, however you, you think of Mm -hmm. it. So some of my questioning is, What if, you know, and that goes for prayer, manifesting slash prayer is in many cases uncovering kind of like that, where God is Mm -hmm. drawing you. Why couldn't it be both and still allow our free will and our influence in it to be intact? I feel like God is big enough to hold those things together and somehow the, and this is all theoretical and I'm not saying I believe this, <laughs> uh-huh, but right. what if some of our prayers and our perceived manifestations or whatever is just an uncovering of what God has and wants mm-hmm, us mm-hmm. to become part of, but that does, you know, uh, then you get into, okay, if everything is predestined, which I'm not saying that I believe that if everything right. is predestined and in a big chunk of block time universe, whatever space time, then you don't have choices. I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying that either, but <laughs> I do. I believe in a degree of uncovering because God obviously knows what it, what is. And I do believe mm-hmm. there are times when he draws us forward through the desires of our hearts, through the things that he places a, as prayer burdens on our hearts mm-hmm. to invite us into the process of him yeah. unfolding his will. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the way I would put it would be, um, Again, God knew that this was going to be a blessing he was going to drop into my lap. And so he kind of prepared me ahead of time. And here's also like, if I hadn't had those moments of, I would love to work here in this room, I would have been like, wait, you need me to drop you off at the school at 530 at night. I need to find something to do until you're ready to go home at seven at night. And we got to do this in the winter when it's totally dark out that's miserable. So I think, I think some of it was God even like shifting to prepare me to be like, isn't this going to be cool? (laughs) You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty sneaky of God. I mean, don't we do that with our kids sometimes? Like we set them up for stuff that we know is going to happen. I I can't think of an example, but I know I've done that where I'm like, Oh, won't this be nice that you'll be able to Mm -hmm. X, Y, or Z. I right? did that trying, to trying our, to hype yeah. them up. What did you, you have an example? Of <laughs> I did it? that to our son when we went to New York earlier um, in 23. Yeah. There was one more musical that I decided last minute he and I were going to go do as a surprise. Oh, that's right. And so there were a couple times during the trip. I'm like, man, now that we're here, I kind of wish we had gotten tickets to this. And he'd be like, yeah, me too. But in my mind, I knew like I've already got the tickets. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I think that I wouldn't call it sneaky. Something about that doesn't sound quite right. But no, it doesn't. That, it that doesn't. beauty of surprising your child mm-hmm. with a blessing. I totally think that that that's how God can operate sometimes, yeah. you know, so Anyway, I hope that everybody enjoyed our little game show. Um, Any parting thoughts from you, Jamie? Uh, Or any stories we didn't get to that you really wanted to to digest? No. What about you? Did you have any leftover that you wanted to talk about? I I still had some, but I think they all kind of fall under the same. um, I think think we have examples of each of these categories. Um, I would say a takeaway is that even if some of our answered prayers truly are, at least in part, coincidence or that self-fulfilling prophecy or the fact that I'm praying for something makes me more open to receive it with a very logical, natural consequences, I don't think that that takes away God's hand in it at all. No, you know, um, it's kind of like we pray for our daily bread and for many of our listeners, I'm going to assume that you having food to eat today is not a miraculous provision from God. Like it just, it it happens because you live in a place where food is available (laughs) and, you know, um, so to me, that doesn't make it less God's provision, just like in these cases, just like let's go back to the very first example, me wishing for snow and it's snowing. Maybe my body was just like, yep, feels like snow. Maybe that's a hundred percent what it was. It's still God who provided that snow. 
Additionally, it's God who provided me with a body that can sense changes in the weather. So I don't see it as incompatible with divine providence at all. I think it just adds a fun layer to it. Yeah, I like it. All righty. Well, we hope you all have a wonderful day and that the deepest desires of your heart are answered in fun and miraculous ways. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show. And we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to him and change the world one prayer at a time.